Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about helping athletes reach specific sport goals. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're here at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, answering your questions. Anything you want to talk about, PT, fitness, sports performance, career advice, anything, head to MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form to ask your question that we can answer on a future episode. Let's see. We are joined today. We have Dave Tilly, Lenny McCrina, Dewesh Podell, and Kevin Coughlin and Adley. <laughs> <laughs> she can't. She can't hear you with your headphones no. on, right? And for people that can't, aren't watching the video and just listening on there, um, it's school vacation week that we're filming. It's my this. daughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Funny, awesome, Len. Who do we have for students today? We have some lovely students today. Just lovely. We'll go ladies first. We have Grace Suggs from Duke University. Duke University. We have Aaliyah Penner. I think Penner is from Duke University. And we have Dean Bono, not Dean Bono, from George Washington. And we have Sean Bean Beanie from UNLV, Nevada, Las Vegas. It's funny that they're all at, at work with masks on and we're all still home without our masks on. <laughs> they're, around each, they're around each other. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, of course. But like, we're, we didn't even make it into work yet. <laughs> we, it's early for us. Have we ever had two students from the same university at the same time? We have, yeah. We, I think it's not often. I think we did Belmont. How'd that go? Was it, was it a disaster? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. no, it, was, it was good. I, f- I found that Grace it's, and Aaliyah are like super competitive with each other and it's awkward at times in the clinic. Right. right <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding, Duke. <laughs> yeah. No, Duke's great. 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 great student. So, all right. Who's great up students. to ask a nice question today? It's Grace Suggsy. Okay. Brad from Florida. I see a lot of athletes that are looking to improve one specific thing about their sports performance. For example, pitching velocity, jump height, or sprint speed. How much focus do you spend on this one aspect of their goals versus just a generalized training program? Awesome. Great question, Brad. I like this question, right? And I think we're starting to see this more and more as, um, you know, I mean, the youth sports movement right now, everything in early sports specialization, everything like that, there's, there's so much more focus on on them improving not necessarily just becoming an athlete but improving on a skill over and over again right and there's probably nobody that knows that better than you know dave tilly who's probably been on the opposite side of too much specificity right and then you know i'm sure duesh can talk a little bit about you know too much generalized too but i don't know dave like you know 
I don't know. You want to start this one off, Dave, and just say like, you know, from a gymnast perspective, when somebody comes to the gym, you know, to train, you know, oftentimes they're thinking, I want to get better at my one event or this one specific skill that I can do with my body. Right. Um, Maybe, maybe you can comment on some of the, you know, the pros and cons of that approach. And then maybe Dewey can jump in with some generalized stuff. Dave, you're muted. I think it's like the first time you've ever done that, by the way, you're a podcast. Your podcast are pro. Why are you muted? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's interesting here because uh, it's actually funny. Duesh and I are kind of like seeing the sport itself change, particularly in gymnastics, because of what you guys did in baseball, we're taking those principles and we're trying to apply those to gymnastics because we're going through the exact same thing that you all are, which is like a crazy amount of injuries, a lot of young kids getting burnt out, like people who are not really happy with their experience and their career later in life. And it started with the college transition because the athletes would finally kind of maybe get exposure to strength conditioning or the weight room and stuff like that in college. And they would come home. They'd want to, they'd want to keep doing that. Or we were somehow convincing them enough to try it in the summer. Right. And so we see these like super high level division one elite gymnasts come in and they strength train at, at champion like once, maybe twice per week. And it is the most vanilla basic squat hinge, like super low level three to four sets of stuff like repetition. It's not hard at all, but their sport performance goes enormously through the roof because it's the first time they've been exposed to like a proper dosage of loading of, of proper loading. And, you know, don't go down the physiology rabbit hole, but we know like a lot of those type two fibers and a lot of those things that they're maybe not tapping into they've optimized the technique bucket and the sport specific bucket and the actual, like, you know, mechanics of their skills so much in the last 18 years that, you know, there's, there's not a lot of room left in that bucket to put more on top of before you start overloading with injuries and and kind of like sport specific pathology. So when we add a little bit into their general bucket, not only do they get time away from the sport to reduce their risk of maybe overload, you know, they build their capacity and they build a lot of, a lot of really beneficial stuff that then they go back maybe in a couple months to school and they go, Whoa, I feel really good. We have some juniors that have been working out with us for like four or five years. They're juniors in college, which is traditionally in gymnastics when you feel the absolute worst at the very tail end of your career. And they're like, I actually feel the best I've ever felt. And I'm performing at a a very, very high level. So that's the base like five years ago we started. But now as we slide back down, we're starting to educate the younger 10, 11, 12 years. I just worked with a 12-year-old elite gymnast who had an elbow issue and a hamstring thing. And I was like, listen, you're so talented and you have so much possible potential here. I'm like, the best thing you can do is pump the brakes a little bit, work on a proper balanced program here and think about the long game. And I think now we're seeing young parents looking up to the college programs or to things that maybe aren't great outcomes and seeing like, okay, this can trickle down to, we know the research supports 12 year olds doing a proper lifting program. And now it's becoming an issue of, okay, how do I find a great strength coach? What's the best program for a gymnast versus a baseball player versus a, a track person? So that's where we're, you know, we, we joke behind the scenes all the time at champion. Like it's a blessing and the curse being tip of the spear because there's no research to pull from and be like, oh, gymnasts do this and it works. But at the same time, it's exciting because we can offer somebody something very, very low hanging fruit to make them better as an athlete, which is that more of the general side, you know, balancing out throughout the year. I like that. And you know what? I, I, I think though, with your specific example right there is you have people that are already really good at something yeah, and you're layering some generalized training on top of that to make them maybe more resilient, to increase their body's capacity or to make them, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I do think it probably, it it does everything. It helps their performance. They do get faster. The numbers. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, but, but I think you're in a unique setting where you're coming with somebody that is already highly specialized in a skill and then layering general on top. And maybe that's going to be the conclusion of this episode is that's the answer too, is that it depends on the person in front of you. Right. But all right, Dewey, let's flip it. You got a 13 year old kid coming in here and all he wants to focus is on whatever, uh, you know, you know, vertical jump height or whatever pitch velocity. We see that a lot in baseball. Yeah. He just, yeah. He, he just wants one thing. Right. And then, you know, it's funny too, because sometimes when you get into the youth, you, you talk about, you know, the, the parents are involved too. And they're like, the parents sometimes come mm-hmm. in and say like, well, no, he needs a jump higher. I'm watching the games and he doesn't <laughs> jump as high as all of his teammates. Right. And you're just like, oh boy. Uh, but you know, and then, then they see you working on like, you know, like low level squat patterns for a month. And they're like, when, when are we going to start jumping? But, but dude, let's take the exact opposite. Let's take somebody that isn't highly specific at one thing and wants to get highly specific. What would you do different for that person? Yeah. So, I mean, for, first I want to, I want to acknowledge what Dave said, because I think it 100% depends on, you know, the, the person's training age and how, how much of an expert they are in their actual sport, because yeah, that person's going to need way less sports specific stuff because they're probably missing the more general stuff. Now for our 13 year old, that is always going to be general because he's so young or she's so young and you know they haven't had that much training in their sport and in a weight room setting. Uh, we got to kind of tag it from, you know, every quality. So we can't, we can't forget about all of our general strength training and our basic patterns like squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, carry, like all that stuff. Um, now with that said, I think we do introduce quite a bit of like the actual sports specific, right? And I don't necessarily like calling it sports specific. Let's call it like task or activity or, or quality specific, right? Cause if someone wants to jump higher, um, that's not really like specific to basketball. You know what I mean? Like we, we start introducing jumping or power movements or plyometric movements in different positions, planes, and with different symmetry of, of limb. So whether we're talking about a split stance or true single leg or bilateral, um, so we, we attack it from building a good general base while at the same time working on that specific quality. Cause I, that's where a lot of people, and, I, and I've gotten this question quite a bit too, from parents and even, you know, some people online and stuff is they'll start talking about, all right, like when we start breaking it down into like our strength phase, or let's say our general phase, where we're trying to just build capacity and strength. It's not that we're not doing any jumping or sprinting or anything like that. It's just, we have a little bit more of a heavier dosage in the strength stuff a little bit more dosage in the more general movements while at the same time they are doing jumping, they are doing sprinting, they are throwing med balls around. But if we come to a period of time or let's say a period of year where we're trying to get an athlete really prepped for their sport, maybe we just flip-flop that a little bit where the volume of jumping, med ball throwing, sprinting and stuff just picks up a little bit more and the strength training volume dips down a tiny bit. So that's kind of how we wave it up and down. It's not that one goes away and the other one completely takes over. It's just, we kind of wave what happens or, you know, what's there in the program a little bit more versus what's in the program a little less. Which makes sense, right? And and putting it all together, I mean, it, all of this makes sense to the person. I, I think more importantly is, I think a lot of people understand that, you know, we have to build a base before we really work on some specificity or um, or it'll just be challenging to maximize, you know, the efficiency, the output of that person, right? Like, you know, for example, like, you know, jumping higher, running faster, all these things, right? Like you're not going to do that if you're weak, 
right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to do that if you can't take that strength and make it explosive, right? So I think a lot of us um, get that. I do think sometimes in our profession, sometimes we get a little too, um, you know, maybe we're seeing that 20% of our program at Champion that's specific on social media. And then we're thinking that, that's like the big major emphasis of our whole program because they're seeing that one specific med ball rotation throw that our pitcher does. And they think that they're not doing all that groundwork beforehand. Right. Maybe, maybe that's part of it too. Um, but I think the real issue here is with the athlete and the parents and coaches and sport coaches, right. It's probably about, you know, understanding the buying and stuff. And I think that takes two things that we do really well. And Duesh is really built out with our strength and conditioning department here is like one is, communication, right? We have to explain to the person like, oh, you want to jump higher? Well, here's the steps that we take, right? And we talk about success path quite a bit here at Champion on how we get our our people, our patients, our, our fitness clients, our sport forms clients from, from where they are to where they want to go. And we talk about that success path like, oh, you want to jump higher or you want to get you know, you want to play basketball in college. Uh, that's great. But, you know, step one of that process is this, and this is where you are in the success path. I want to see you elevate across that path. So I think the communication is big. The other thing we do really well here too, is then we quantify, right? And we show them that. So we'll measure their jump height, for example, we'll measure way more than that, right? That's like, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, misleading, right? But we're looking at their force output, everything that we can potentially do for, for this person. But then we'll show them after a few weeks of generalized training, how that's starting to to clean things up. That's starting to get more output. That's starting to give them the results that they want. And then I think they understand the program a little bit, right? Does that make sense? So I, you know, to me, like, you know, it's about like Dave, you know, like understanding like where that athlete is in time. If you've been over specialized, you probably get a little bit more generalized, right? I think that's an important kind of concept, but then for that younger person, it's taking that, that general bucket that we work on and actually starting to produce results. That's going to get that buy-in. That's going to ignite that like excitement out of training and their sport development over time, because they're going to start seeing the results. I think that's, that's pretty cool. So, you know, just to kind of like add on a little bit here, there too, I, I think the answer is always going to be, it depends, Brad. I don't think it's always that simple, but to me, like it depends, but we also have to be really good at communicating and showing the person that, and I think it'll, it'll go really well. Right. So awesome. So great question, Brad. I like that. That was a good uh, sports performance related one that I think a lot of people probably deal with. And I think sometimes as physical therapists too, when we're working in the performance world, like we get hung up on one thing, like we're working on one aspect that I think sometimes we miss a little bit of the generalized too. So maybe that'll help, but uh, really appreciate the question, Brad. Thanks for asking. Again, if you have a question like that, head to MikeRonald.com, click on that podcast link and ask away. And we will be sure to keep pumping these out. Subscribe. Apple Podcast, Spotify, rate and review. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, 
where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.